Hey guys, this is Pastor Josh from Fresh Church. We are so excited that you are joining us for our podcast today. I do want to tell you that we pray at Fresh Church that you would get involved in the local church in your city. The Bible says that those that plant themselves in the house of the Lord will flourish. And a podcast and an online experience, a YouTube uh, sermon is amazing, but it does not replace the local church, the hope of the world, the community, the family that God has placed all of us in. And so we hope you find that and we hope you enjoy this message today. Well, I'm excited to to be here with you today. And again, I entitled this message from the inside out. Everybody say from the inside out. From the inside out. From the inside out. As I look back over the past like eight months of my life, I I remember and, and and, and I believe with all of my heart that God has been doing something from the inside out. How many people know that right now, some of the things that you're going through right now, some of the things that are hard right now, some of the pain that you're going through right now, God is going to use? That it's transforming your life, and it's pruning some things from your life, And it's allowing your dependency on the Lord to grow in your life in a way that it would have never grown had God not. Had God just left you in the comfort of your nest. Some people, we want a comfortable nest, right? Like we do everything in the world to make our living room the most comfy place in the world, right? Like you go out and you buy the nice couch or the, or the lazy boy chair or whatever it is, and you want to put it in your living room, and it's super nice and it's super cush, and you're just like, I am comfortable. I got my iced tea right here. Come on, sweet tea, lemonade, coffee, latte, whatever it is that you like that just brings you some comfort. Maybe you're super healthy, and you're like, I just want a glass of water. That's good, but you are comfortable. And you love the comfort of our nest. But how many people know that you can't fly if you're just in the nest? Anybody ever seen an eagle trying to teach a little eagle how to fly? It's pretty hilarious. You can look at it on YouTube. But it's very, very shocking. What does the mama eagle do? First of all, she takes all the little comforts out of the nest so that the little birds can discover that they have something called talons. That they have claws. That they have all of these things that they can use. And then the the, the mother eagle will actually begin to take the the eaglet and just drop it until it begins to learn how to fly on its own. And I've actually seen a baby eagle drop off a cliff, boom, 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 all the way down. And And then the mother eagle just goes and gets it and does it again. And sometimes that's how it feels like in our walk with God. It's just like, what are you doing? Do you not see this, that you're just dropping me from this? What happened to all my comfort in the nest all of a sudden? What happened to all my comfort in my bank account all of a sudden? What happened to all my friendships? What happened, God? What happened to everything? Where's my comfort gone? And maybe the answer is that he wants to teach you how to fly. Maybe he wants you to discover some things that are actually in you so that you can bring to the world. Maybe he wants to teach you that you don't just borrow someone else's faith. You've got to develop your own. I believe that God wants to do a work in us from the inside out. 
Last Sunday I got home and, man, I thought last Sunday was just an amazing, amazing service. Praise God for last Sunday. If you weren't here last Sunday, man, you missed out because it was just absolutely an amazing service. Like the work that God is doing here is good. It just is. So I just want to encourage you, get here. Bring some people to it because it's good. It's life-changing. But God has been taking me on my own personal journey of just surrender, of surrender, of surrender, of surrender. And, and I got home and I was thinking some stuff that, 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 that was just kind of been coming against me. And, and all of a sudden, um, the Lord told me something that we all should know on the surface and that I know on the surface. But then he began to like deposit it in me. Anybody ever gotten something from the Holy Spirit and it's just like the Holy Spirit keeps telling you it over and over and over and over and over and over again? This is what was happening the other day. Last Sunday, literally. I get home and he literally begins to start telling me this over and over and over again. And over the past, and then three days um, from like Sunday to Wednesday to from like Sunday to this Sunday, I probably said it in my, t- my head about 30,000 times. Happiness comes from within. Happiness will only come from within. Truth will only come from within. Love will only come from within. Peace will only come from within. Happiness will only come from within. And you're like, well, isn't this self-help, Josh? Like, wait a minute, wait a minute, what, 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 what? And, 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 and as I begin on Sunday, I begin saying it over and over again. And then on Monday, the Holy Spirit brought it to me, and I was like, well, well, what's the difference between self-help and that? And he said, here's a huge difference. I want you to go in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. This is a very uh, amazing 316 verse. We got John 316. Well, some of you need to memorize 1 Corinthians 316. Come on, somebody say amen at the word of God. 1 Corinthians, if we got it. You can put it on the screen up here. Do you not know, this is the Amplified Version, and understand that you, the church, that's all of us in here, are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwells permanently, dwells in you. Collectively, all of us in here, together, the Spirit of God is dwelling in, and individually. And now I want you to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19. Do you not know? It's funny, he says this again, second time in the book, about three chapters later. Do you not know? Turn to your neighbor and go, do you not know? Turn to your other neighbor that you didn't choose and go, do you not know? Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is within you, whom you have received as a gift from God, and that you are not your own property. Let me say two things right there. You are not your own property. Therefore, you do not decide what you get to do with your life. You received a gift, the Spirit of God. It's the Hebrew word for spirit that was hovering over the earth. The Hebrew word is ruach. Sounds awesome. Just say it from the back of your throat. Ruach. Spirit. What is it? It's this force. It's this energy. What is the Holy Spirit? It's this force. It's this energy. Everybody, just go ahead and just take a a deep breath. Take a deep breath in. 
Now, you feel the air going in, but do you feel the energy that's with it? Do you feel the energy that's with it? The Holy Spirit is this energy. It's the spirit that now indwells in you. And so, therefore, happiness only comes from within. God began to speak that. What do you think will make you happy? I, I, we had an amazing men's group at my house on Wednesday. If you're a guy in here and you, you need to get into a group of men, and, and we talked about this a little bit, but um, men especially, women too, but men especially have this idea in their head of when I get there, then I'll be happy. Come on, somebody was thinking that this week. Somebody's thinking that this morning. When I get that car, I will be happy. When I get that husband, I will be happy. When I get a date, I will be happy. When I get this amount of money in my bank account, I will be happy. When I get to move to Florida, I will be happy. When I get this and this and this, I will be happy. And let me tell you something. That will not bring you happiness. The reason why the Holy Spirit put this on my heart is because for almost all of my life, I was going toward external things to make me happy. Because I believe that if I got this, then I'll get peace. If I believe if I got there, then this will happen. I believe that if we just grow this church to a certain number, then I'll be this and this and this. I'll be successful. I'll be happy. I'll be this. I'll be, you know, whatever. I believed that by the attitude or the mood of my wife, <laughs> come on, husbands, that I will be happy. Hey, let me tell you something, husbands. Sometimes your wife is just having a bad day. It doesn't mean that you got to let her bad day affect your good day. Because guess what? It's just a conversation. She's human, just like you are. Wives, he's human, just like you are. Whether he's happy or not does not mean that you will not have happiness in you. Because external things do not bring happiness. Here's what the Holy Spirit even told me. God externally will not bring you happiness. Are you chasing God externally or are you chasing God internally? Externally is religion. Internally is what Jesus did on the cross. Internal is the gospel. External is a Pharisee. Do you get that today? See, some of you, the reason why there's no power in your Christian life, there's no power in your walk, is because you've been chasing God externally, and you have not ever embraced Him fully internally. From the inside out, God, consume me, all of me. It consume my finances, consume my sex life, consume the things that I eat, consume my thought life, consume every single thing of me. I want you to consume me internally, and then, guess what will come out external? 
But if you're chasing after externals your whole entire life, you will never be happy. You will never have peace. You will never have love. You are programmed. We have all been programmed. We're all in the matrix. Hello? Every single one of us. What does every single commercial during the football game tell you? You buy that F-150, man, you're going to be a man. Who needs all of that, right? Like, every time they're like, this has this much tonnage. I'm just like, who goes around going, look at all the things I just got in this truck. This is awesome. You know, it has this much tonnage, you know? Like, like, like who is really hauling all of this stuff all of the time? This is what I want to know. Like, maybe, yes, there are some men that need that truck because they work that hard. But some men are just like, oh, man, this is just my status. Look at this truck over here. I've arrived. It's so funny. Um, God even just... <laughs> hit me right in the head with this other day. I was walking out of here, and, and, uh, and somebody at the co-working space just bought this new truck that, that just came out about three months ago. And, and, uh, um, and I walked by it, and I was like, oh, man, if I just waited like three months, man, I could have got that truck, you know? And immediately the Holy Spirit was like, won't make you happy. Hey, moms, your kids will not bring you happiness. It's fleeting happiness. Doesn't mean they're not going to have amazing moments. Dads, it doesn't mean that it's not going to have amazing moments. But you cannot find your happiness in your children. Your children will let you down. Your children is a transitory relationship. Did you know that? Because one day they're going to leave you. And then what are you going to do? Every relationship is transitory. You know why? Because every single one of us are going to die one day. That's why I can't look to Joe Holden and my friendship with Joe to make me happy. It's got to be deeper. It's got to be the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Look at what Ezekiel chapter 36 verse 27 says. I will put my spirit within you. This is a prophet that he's seeing this day right now. There were prophets that were begging to see this. The Holy Spirit wasn't on every single person in the Old Testament. But then Jesus comes, he dies, and then he resurrects us, and he resurrects, and then he breathes the Holy Spirit into you and into me, into the disciples, right? And then this verse comes alive. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes, and you will keep my ordinances and do them. I will put my spirit in you. Could we just beg for the spirit of God to be in us? Because if the spirit of God would be in you and you would live from the spirit of God, then guess what you would have? Contentment. I don't think I believe that that discontentment was a sin. Did you know that being discontent is a sin. (laughs) Being totally discontent at work. Being totally discontent with your spouse. Being totally discontent with your house. Being totally discontent with the car that you drive being totally discontent with what's in your bank account, 
being totally discontent. You know why? Because when it's a sin, because you're telling God what he has given you is not enough. doesn't mean that he doesn't put gifts and talents in us and abilities in us and dreams in us to dream bigger. But discontentment is a sin. Discontentment is a sin. It is a hellish sin because then I, it's literally me going, God, what you gave them, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, what you gave them is enough. But what you gave me over here, like, look at me, look at me. I'm waiting to be blessed. Come on, I need to be blessed, somebody. Bless me, Father. How about God is your blessing? I asked this question in my Bible study the other day to the men. I said, are you living as a son for blessing? Or are you living as a son from blessing? There's a big difference there. Are you living as a daughter for blessing? Constantly going to the Lord. Bless me, Lord. Bless me, Lord. Bless me. Bless me. Bless me, Lord. Bless me. Or are you living as a daughter from blessing, that you go into every relationship and every conversation that you're having and you go, I'm already blessed. Why would I be discontent with what I have? Because I'm already blessed because I'm a daughter of the king. I'm a son of the king. And so I don't have to walk into this situation feeling discontent because I'm already content. Because I'm living from blessing. Do you see that? I'm living from blessing. I'm not going to complain against the Lord. If you were to read the book of Jude, then you would receive this teaching. You would hear this teaching. Read the book of Jude. And it talks about how there were these people that were constantly grumbling against the Lord. Constantly complaining against the Lord. Hey, if the Lord inhabits our praises, then who inhabits our complaints? If the Lord is who inhabits our praises, then imagine who is inhabiting our complaints. That doesn't mean that the Lord can't hear your complaint against him. You read the Psalms and you hear David going, crying out to the Lord for help. Crying out to the But here's what David does in the Psalms. He always turns it around. But God, I know that. The Lord is helping him get through his complaining. The Lord is helping him get through his grumbling. But so many of us are like the Israelites walking in the desert that have just been freed from our slavery. And we are complaining against the Lord because at least here we had this God. That's been me. At least when I was here, I had this and this and this and this. And he's like, yeah, but look what you have now. You have me. You have faith. 
you have a deeper root system than you have ever had before because of what I'm bringing you through. You have a deeper resolve. See, maybe the thing that you're complaining against the Lord about is the very thing that he's using to root you deeper into him. Let me say that again. Maybe the very thing that you're complaining against the Lord about is the very thing that he is using to deepen your roots into him. But you've got to have a switch of perspective. Because that mindset takes a switch of perspective, doesn't it? It takes a switch of perspective. Switching from complaining to going, oh, I see what you are doing. And so here's a couple things that I want to teach you that God's been teaching me here lately on how to get out of seasons of discontentment and, and, and really how to like have that switch in your life. It begins by just going to him and going, teach me to. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. Teach me to. God, teach me to. See myself the way that you see me. First of all, help me to see myself. When I go to the mirror, what do I see? Do I see myself the way I see myself? against my problems, or do I see myself the way you see myself, which is with your promises? Which is with your promises? I believe I heard the other day there's over 70,000 promises in the Bible. (laughs) That's a lot of promises, right? There's so many more promises And you get to claim those promises. And you get to go into the mirror and you get to ask God to go, help me see myself the way you see me. I don't want to see myself the way that my mom sees me. I don't want to see myself the way that somebody at work sees me. Because, listen, there are all types of people in your life that are telling you how they see you. And then you have put your value and your worth on how they see you. Why? Why? What does it matter how somebody from the sixth grade still sees you? What does it matter how that boss at work sees you? What does it matter how that person sees you? What does matter is how he sees you, how your heavenly father sees you. And if you would begin to go, I see myself through the lens of, my holy, uh, of the Holy Spirit. I see myself through the lens of my holy father. Then guess what? There's some people in the world that would see you through that lens too. But you've got to go into that, and you've got to live into it, and you've got to dig it, and you've got to ask for it, and you've got, because, because the enemy, he's going to want you to see yourself. I had a, a dream the other night, and I realized that this dream was warfare the minute I got up, because, the, because in the dream, I dreamt that somebody 
in my hometown of Marion, Virginia, that my, my Jeep that I have now, I was driving the Jeep, and I parked it at the, at the Walmart there, you know, because the Walmart was where all the cruising would be. You know what I'm saying? My small little hometown, not a whole lot to do in Marion, Virginia. And so they would just be cruising on a Friday night, and you cruise through the McDonald's parking lot. That was the dumbest thing. I had this girl one time. She's like, you want to go cruising? And I was like, I'll go cruising with you, I guess, because I'm on a date with you. And I was like, literally, this is all you do for two hours. Like my friends, we were never into the cruising thing. We would do it one time, and then we would just go back and, and everything. But there were literally people in high school that would cruise through the McDonald's parking lot and the Walmart parking lot for hours on a Friday night. I'm like, this is so dumb. Why do you do this? And, um, but anyways, I dreamt that my car was in that Walmart parking lot. And I, I didn't even go cruising, but I just went to the Walmart, and I came back, and there were all these things written on the seats of my car about me. And, 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 and it wasn't edifying. And I woke up and I immediately realized this is warfare going on. Because here's the thing. You, as a Christian, you've got to believe that if the Holy Spirit is in you, that there is a Father. Some of you, you're, you're, and, and including myself sometimes, the, the, do you believe what we just say? That I love that song, I am good and you are loved. Because it's almost like the Lord has to shout that into us in this day and age. Because there's so much against you that tells you to not believe that. And in that moment, I woke up, and I believe the Lord was telling me, you've got a choice right now. What voice are you going to listen to? Are you going to see yourself the way I see you? Or are you going to see yourself the way the enemy sees you, that she's trying to get you to see yourself in this dream? Because there's spiritual warfare that will happen in your dreams sometimes. It will come against you. And you got to wake up and you got to realize that. Husbands, there's some spiritual warfare going on against you. Like, you ever had a dream and you woke up and you're mad at your wife? I have. Like, wait, why am I mad? Like, this didn't happen in real life. But I am so mad at you right now. <laughs> there's some spiritual warfare going on. you got to recognize that. How do you see yourself? If you want to get over some of the discontentment in your life. You've got to go, God, help me see myself the way you see me. Help me to hear your voice. Help me to hear your voice speaking over me. Because again, there's a lot of voices that are speaking over you, right? Every single day. And so you've got to go, help me hear your voice, not the voice of the enemy, not the voice of somebody at work, not the voice of somebody at school, not the voice of anybody else. Help me to hear your voice through all the other voices. And sometimes if you want to hear his voice, you know what you got to do? You got to get rid of all the other voices for a little while. You got to go and turn off your phone. Satan loves that we just have this phone on all the time. When's the last time you just put your phone on? on silent or when's the last time you just turned your phone off imagine that and you went and you sat in silence and you got on your knees and you said I just need to hear a word from you Lord I need your presence I need your voice some of you say God's not speaking to you maybe he's speaking to you so loud that you don't even know it because all you can hear is all the other voices that are around you It's so important that you hear what God is saying to you. 
that you hear what God is saying to you through his word, that you hear through what God is saying to you. Like I said, when we were encouraging some of you right here, you, you know, what we were doing was we were exhorting one another. The Bible says to exhort fellow believers, which means to encourage people in the Lord. When we were in, when we were doing that, the Lord was downloading a word into your life, but you've got to see it as this is a word that God has given me. It's not just, you know, somebody just coming up and being nice to me. It's a word. Help me to hear your voice over all other voices. Help me to feel your presence. These are sayings like going around like good vibes only, right? <laughs> like I just want some good vibes in here. There's a country song about it, I think. Something like good vibes or something like that. I don't know, I don't know the song. There's some good vibes. Here's what I want to do. I want to feel the Holy Spirit and his vibes. Because there's a lot of feelings that are on your life. And let me just tell you, you are not a slave to your feelings. You're not. And when you begin to just be controlled by your feelings, then here's what I want you to do. I want you to go, no, 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 help me not to be controlled by my feelings. Help me be controlled by the Holy Spirit. There's some moments in, in parenting three kids where I have a lot of feelings. <laughs> if you got multiples, if you got one, you know. And this week we're trying to get them into bed and, and, and they were just, you know, being seven and five and two and a half. And there's some feelings that were rising up, but you know what I started doing? I started, instead of listening to the feelings that were dwelling up of anger or whatever else that was going up in me, and starting to, uh, they can just get a parent just to go, ah, be crazy all of a sudden. I just started going, thank you, God, that I get to tell Landry to brush his teeth right now. <laughs> thank you, God, that I get to change her diaper, even though she is kicking and fighting. Thank you, God, that she has the strength to kick and fight right now. Thank you, God, because there's some kids that don't even have that strength right now that are sitting in a hospital with leukemia right now. Thank you, God, that I have this ability to do this. Thank you, God, that I'm able to breathe your Ruach into my lungs at this very moment. And when I begin to go off the Holy Spirit's feelings and not my own feelings, then I begin to rise against my own feelings. Can I get an amen, people? Come on because this is what you can do too. But you've got to ask for it. Help me to know your promises. Again, like I said, there's problems that are going to come up in your life every single day. There's problems that are going to come up every single day. I don't want to know my problems. I want to know your promises. Let me say that again. I don't want to know my problems. I want to know my promises. Some of you know your problems way more than you know the promises of God. What, 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 if, what, if we, what if we would begin to just go, hey, I want to challenge you. Go to version. There, there are so, and just type in promises from God. And there's, this, um, there's all these plans that are three, four, five-day plans that just have a promise of God and a scripture that is with them. And what if you began to memorize one of those promises every single day? day and the scripture that would go with it so when the problem comes the promise is bigger 
Let me say that again. So when the problem comes, the promise is bigger. Amen? Because it's in you. Help me know your promises. The enemy wants you to know your problems. The Holy Spirit, the Ruach, wants you to know his promises.